Cassiopeia is actually really fun. Swain is pretty fun. There's a lot of fun characters. Damn, League is in such a good spot. Uh, I've been having a really good time with League. I've been having some nice games where I got to to carry. Um, we've all been kind of getting some nice big carry games. Those Remember are when fun. you played Yone a couple games ago and you just got so big on yeah. Yone? You were like 13-1 and one on Yone. Yeah. That was that was two games in a row too, and I feel like that character is like that character is just insane. I don't know. I don't even know how you balance League at this point because one of the weirdest things about League is like in a lot of cases, if characters just get some kills, like they get too strong, but that's not that's just the game. Um, but, but but you also like it depends on your team comp because if you are playing like a pick comp and all the kills are on one person, then it's actually way easier to win that game, right? Because you just pick the one guy. Yeah. So. But those are there's some good designs. I I, I, I having played. Uh, I I was I I read Yone and that Yone is he the he is the most recent or is it Rel? I don't I can't. Think nah, there he's like the third most recent at this point, Who isn't it? he? Because there's like uh, Viego. Oh, Viego is the most Seraphine. recent, and Re, and Rel. Oh, Seraphine. Yeah, right, and then right. and then maybe Yone. I think right. I think it's like that. I thought Rel was really. Recent. Oh, you're so right. Rel was definitely yeah. Rel definitely. I don't know. Yone yeah. is pretty new, but he's not the newest. But it is cool to look at some of the kits and that they're still kind of doing some interesting concepts, which you think would be uh, sort of impossible at this point. Uh, the other thing that's kind of funny is it's like there was a real challenge in League of Legends with um like move, like move speed, and where some characters were just like getting faster and faster and having more and more dashes to the point where oh, yeah. people... People said, like, if you put out a character that doesn't have a dash, they can't be relevant. Um, but but characters like Aphelios work. And one of the things that's kind of funny is, you know, people had that mentality and then they developed the item Gale Force. Yeah. It gives everyone a dash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, I think that's crazy. And I've been thinking about that, about it's weird to have have left League in a time that it felt like there were characters that were getting more and more dated and some of just feeling dated on a lot of characters is you don't have uh, a crazy dash. Like there's so much in the game that, that opens up to you if you can dash over walls, especially like some people just have these short, like move, short hop kind of stuff, but characters that can just full on dash over walls, like it completely changes like tons of things like jungle pathing. You can, you can get away to, from stuff safer, but yeah, it's crazy that, that we left for a while, come back, seemingly league is not having this problem despite the fact that there are way more dashes than ever like not that all the new characters have gotten movement abilities yeah but you do but... get characters like kaisa and samira who are just like 80 carries with like big built-in dashes yeah to be fair Samira's... kaisa's is an ultimate yeah kaisa's is, is an ultimate and samira's is actually an interesting dash because it puts you behind something like like maybe maybe you're getting ganked or something. If the person is between you and the turret, then you can dash to a safe position. But as an offensive tool, it's rough because it's an it's like a lot of cases that means it's an all in. So it's an interesting way to do a dash. But yeah, that's they they've done some crazy things with like the way movement is or the the itemization is is really great. I feel like there is a is largely like items feel like a flat line of balance. If that that's obviously doesn't mean anything. The thing I just said, but um that that like the items are so viable that we're not having um problems due to itemization so what i mean is there used to be kind of cases where i remember the original uh blade of the rune king when that came out 
it was like it was so broken it was really good it was definitely the first uh ad item that any ad carry would want to build and because of that uh ad carries kind of um the role uh got swept up in that and you wanted characters yeah. that 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 actually did well with it like draven for example very yeah. not really the, that character not really the character that wants it you want a quick character that hits a lot because it, it the idea of it was that it did uh percentage health damage so uh 80 carries that had a like either a boost to their attack speed or um had really long range were just able to get off more of uh auto attacks and yeah it's so you don't really see that anymore i feel like since all the items are balanced around this like 3000 gold level um uh kind of tier where and and like the items have gotten so much more simple looking like they're just a lot of them are just like just health and it's ap baby um and then like some crazy thing when it goes goes to a a higher level and then you and then i love the way that uh mythics work is like oh the mythics are really cool it's building an item first and then every item that you build after that uh comes certain uh added benefits benefits. but it gives a real big oomph to the first item you it's also cool because they can make these really powerful items and then tell you you can only have one of these yeah and i think that that's really smart i think the mythics is such a good system and i think maybe why i like it so much is that i've noticed that uh it helps slightly smooth out errors in in really early game like if you're gonna have a game that on average go like league on average goes like 25 30 and then it can go upwards of that for sure um uh with fairly with some fair ease to like to 40 if if the teams are pretty close but um you can have like really horrible shit happen to you really early on and it can feel frustrating but i think the mythic items are uh really healthy for the game because kind of once you get that first mythic item you feel like you're back even if you've been struggling in the game I think mm-hmm. building that first mythic item is such a massive boost to the character that it starts to be more about like 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 less about where the gold and the levels are and a little bit more about like just intelligence and team fighting and, and playing your character well. Uh, because before like before that, you know, you're on your yeah. own. So there's a, there's so much to love. I'm digging it. And I my favorite part about League is just trying out all the new characters. I'm really digging this character, Nico, who her passive Nico. makes it so that she looks like one of the teammates and she also takes uh, their current health. So you could like be pretending to be like a, like a pretty hurt jungler, like out in the middle of nowhere and then just be like a full health fed mid laner that just like ults them. That's a, that's a really cool feeling because I, I feel like I always liked the characters that like could kind of do some like deception so I, I dig that character. And I'm, and I'm digging a lot of characters that I never really got around to liking before. Uh, like Cassiopeia, I've been playing a lot. And I've been digging that. I don't know. It, it, it just feels like I've been away so long that all the characters are new because I'm also like checking out the itemization. Uh, one thing I played that I thought was really cool was I played Ezreal with uh, Duskblade, which is whenever you get a kill, you turn invisible. Oh, And yeah. that's pretty good on Ezreal. Uh, because kind of his uh, his thing is sometimes he would have a way in, but he wouldn't have a way out. So turning invisible is pretty satisfying. Yeah, they've done some really phenomenal stuff also with rework. So it's not even been like league is just a thing where I just can never get my fill. Like I, it's like a just feeling em- like an empty stomach all the time because I. Uh, like there, there's so many new characters that I want to play, and if you have a good game, it kind of m- makes you want to play. 
with that character again and yeah. uh and so so there's there's new characters there's old characters and even when you find a character you like it's not like you can play a couple games and sometimes feel like you had your fill like sometimes you just want to keep going but then it's it's insane how stacked the roles can be with just different characters like you like you're you're locked into playing that character for 40 minutes and you're missing out on all the other characters you could have you could have played yeah there's so many fun characters the one character that i just was having a blast with was the remade volley bear is just oh, yeah. reworked and he is just like he's a bla- he is such a blast to play i i they they really took a, a really simple kind of boring um straightforward kit and added a, a little bit of flair to it so you like cast down he has this ranged lightning bolt that comes down which is very flavorful and that wasn't a part of his kit at all uh and if it, it slows it, it this big aoe and it slows any enemies hit in it and if he stands in it then he gets a shield so you so like it's all this kind of like intelligent positioning that goes into like first of all leading the enemies running and you you got to try and hit them with the the uh lightning bolt to slow them down but also try and get in the aoe yourself to get the shield he's just he's a he's a cool it character all, it also just feels so good to play with sean again and i you know maybe we could grab him on a podcast at some point that'd be fun i know the collector the old reunion i know so so that has that has been also yeah good it's, and it's, now i just i just i know that ryan galloway friend of the show ryan galloway do you want to say something to ryan galloway Ryan Galloway, thank you, Ryan Galloway and Bumper, for the use of your music. I forgot that you were going to do this, but then when you when you actually uh, for for the use of your music, we use the intro and outro. You can get it off the new album Pop Songs 2020. You can find them on YouTube, where you can get uh, links to all their merch. I'm wearing the the Pop Songs 2020 shirt right now. Ooh, I got the pin. I got the the pin. Uh, I bet he. I, I, there are so many characters in the game that I feel like are Ryan Galloway characters, like characters like set and things like that, where I'm like, Ryan Galloway would really like this character if he just gave it a chance, you I know? know? But but at the same time, like, I understand that it can be, like, a pretty abrasive game to learn. It's surprising, like, how much Nate is willing to roll with the punches and just, like, figure the game out. Well, sometimes. He's been doing pretty well at it. He's been... I, it's a hard game. I mean, like, that, mentally, that... League of Legends can be a challenging game, but that he's is... always... He's absolutely. usually keen on another game, you know? He's like, all right, let's go next, you know? Yeah, that is absolutely true. I think he, he is like a canary in the coal mine for for me. And it's interesting to see in in regards to, like, new people coming in and like what the new player experience is. It's been interesting to look at his uh, reactions to it. But I even having played a lot of League... You know, it's easy to uh, get in like a, you know, level one team fight and it gets a little sloppy and then, you know, you get ignited and you walk off and like that last tick kills you and you're like, fuck, this is two fucking minutes into the game. And I gave him a kill and now I have to walk back and they got the CS and they're going to be up on me. Like this whole game is ruined. Like it just like feels like a negative uh, attitude. Like League can like really garner that a lot. And it's even harder for new players because they're grappling with, like, what does that character do? What does this character do? Where should like I? Udyr, where, right? where should I be? Um, like, what, like, just there's so many individual things. So, like, every game can feel like, like for him, it, it is a lot of cases where it's just like he he experiences a character for the first time. They kill him. They get fed, and then he's like, "This is the most bullshit character in the world." And it's like you can kind of understand. Like, actually, it's like eh, yeah. I know everyone. Like, I understand that why you feel Absolutely like that right now. That yeah, but yeah. that that's been the thing is like is like I feel especially like especially when there's Zetter Yasuo. Yeah, 
I mean, the, those those are I I feel like I I understand that more than in a lot of other cases because Yasuo like a Zed is like he R's you and then like you're you you are already dead like if he's fed like and and it was a targeted thing like it's not even like a skill shotty kind of thing where you can try and get out of the out of there it's like no you just you got got but yeah uh it was interesting I was talking to friend of the show Jess uh, today about uh the the popularity of League and how uh i wonder if this is the game that like she was actually saying this and i feel like we've talked about this before that i wonder if this is the uh game that will be going on in like a hundred years like i wonder if i wonder if when i'm dead people will still be playing league maybe it's coming to it's coming to mobile and uh i i think this is if our prediction podcast didn't uh make this clear I, i at least i feel like this right now that this is a massive year for riot like i think that this is the year that riot positions itself as Riot blizzard. becomes like blizzard it is bl- right? yes like it's riot, blizzard yeah like it is it is a hundred they are so ready for that they have just a a bunch of well-supported games they have so much trust from in, the community in a year where blizzard is hardly doing anything like blizzard is like the most exciting things like for blizzard fans are getting old things released again that's so right? sad like yeah. burning crusade and like Diablo 2. Diablo 2 I'm interested in, but at the same time it's like Did you forget Warcraft 3 Reforged? Oh, like, I didn't even play that. I never played Warcraft 3. I know, so. but it was like it was one of the biggest industry bunglings. Like I don't know why people It's sad to see Blizzard ha- had such a complete turnaround turnover with all yeah, of their it, staff. You know what else is crazy? The fact that they're doing like Hearthstone, like did you hear about like the Hearthstone Classic? Yes. That's coming out where it's a mode where you can just play set 1 vanilla. And it's like, what a weird choice. Like, are you suggesting that, like, that was enough? I don't know. I, I would say, you know I, mean? I, I don't, I can't even imagine anyone who wanted, who would want to play. Like, I, I think it would be kind of cool if, uh, I hate Hearthstone, but I think it would be kind of cool if they did a, a seasonal Hearthstone thing where it was like similar to WoW Classic. Uh, go back to uh, have a like completely classic ladder and then slowly go into like knacks or whatever like just just like roll back all these different old metas but i think it would be miserable because those were like figured out metas like why would anyone want to go back to that it is yeah, it, if anything, the way that hearthstone is is moving might be the best way for them not for me because i'll never i'm not going to touch that game again especially now that i like have a career and actually have the money like that I that I could afford Hearthstone, I, I'm just gonna buy more games. So forget about that. Yeah, I I think that I I don't, I don't think that Diablo two is that interesting to me. I do think that Diablo four is probably one of the most, if not the most, interesting thing to me. Yeah. Um. It it, it is looking that so BlizzCon to we we are just we're just going from one thing to another. BlizzCon yeah. uh happened and it it's it it is a online kind of BlizzCon. Uh, BlizzCon line. It is uh pretty sad is it over like it feels like i can't i don't i feel it well blizzcon has always been a situation of like we show you things on day one and then on the other days there's like like playable demos but obviously none of that's happening so i don't really know what else is like i don't know what else there is yeah Uh, but yeah so they showed stuff right they showed the diablo 2 they showed the diablo 4 Ooh, yeah they showed the diablo 4 Oh, I saw Guilty Gear Strive beta X while I was looking up news on BlizzCon. I, should, um, I gotta play that, that beta. Oh, no. 
So this weekend yeah, been going they, by without they, me playing. They showed some like Overwatch Two stuff. All the characters wear sweatshirts. They all wear sweatshirts. Did you come up to that? Did you come to that conclusion on your own, or did you hear me constantly no. talking about this? Okay, I just heard you talking about it. I wanted to get it out of the way. Oh my god, they made every character wear a sweatshirt. I can't even. But um, uh, I think there's a chance that we that we play that uh, game when it comes out. I the only well, thing out of every single thing that I heard, the only thing that that was. It, remotely interesting about Overwatch 2, and I think this is actually like a hook that would, on its face, be interesting enough for me to come back. Is that, uh, and I don't, I, I, I'm not, I've been thinking about this, I'm not 100% sure if this is just E, but I think it's PvE and PvP. Um, but uh, they're going to add branching paths through a map. So, for the example, is like, and or, and, and different objectives. So you could play. And a map that like like King's Row or something where it's all it always is a uh, payload map. It always is you're just pushing the payload, and then uh, there's going to be alternate routes where like you you collect that first, you get that first point, and then instead of a payload or something, it's like yeah. another point. Or there and they they showed off some cool uh, images of this of like a section of the map like a big gate opening and then uh, another section of the map closing so that you would suddenly have like oh this this version of king's row we're gonna go down a completely different hallway and and or and maybe do a capture the flag area kind of thing just completely uh, changing that and then they're also gonna have like a day night and afternoon uh of every map Uh, one thing that uh ryan galloway mentioned was that the different character classes uh, will sort of have different innate abilities depending on... Uh, so, like, tanks will all do, like, a thing, and healers will all have, like, a thing. And and maybe that is helpful or good in wanting to have... Like, I don't I don't actually know. Uh, but I guess that's that could be cool. I mean, I'll try it. Why not? Uh, I'll probably have the same issues with it that I've always had with, yeah. like, that game. Yeah. It's, it's weird to think about going back to it because... But, hey, I... maybe with, like, a full group of people, it'll yeah. be kind of fun. I would just be worried stuff. about what it would be like uh, to stack a full group and get against the full stack, and like how for how often we would just be getting absolutely obliterated. I would yeah, think. I don't know. We're pretty good at shooting. We could probably, <laughs> like, we've been like as as much as people have been playing Overwatch this whole time, we've been shooting this whole time. So, so there is a good chance that like we can take some people out on screen. Yeah. At the very least. Uh. So so yeah, Overwatch Two is a weird, is a bizarre, bizarre yeah. thing to me. Um, we don't have to talk too much about uh, Blizzard because yeah, I agree with what you said about uh, Riot, where this might be the year for Riot. Like I am more excited for like a Riot MMO or a Riot fighting game than I am for like anything Blizzard has going on. You know? Yeah. But, like we said, what Blizzard, what Riot really needs right now is a unified launcher, and I think that they need to turn their games into an ecosystem. Uh, but we'll see if that happens. You know, currently there is no crossover whatsoever between any of the Riot games, um, except for the there's fact that you, crab. there is stuff. Well, what I mean is there's no like if you play this, you get this in this game. Yeah, I know what you mean. So, so uh, there is in Team Fight Tactics and like League of Legends. Also, the whole relationship with like Team Fight Tactics being in the League of Legends client is like totally weird. Like, it is very weird that they have, like, all of these separate launchers for all of these games. It, it almost feels like they're not this multi-billion dollar corporation because you feel like a multi-billion dollar corporation would probably have, like, their software, like, their environment, like, their 
like their front end like a little bit more together like being all of these separate yeah but this is this was a I, i kind of also mentioned that because uh league is big as ever you know and it's it's weird to see that just like the momentum never come off of it but uh valorant has gained a ton of momentum lately i don't know if you've seen this but uh kind of on a regular day uh removed from a tournament or anything like that valorant was like averaging 35 40 on k viewers on on twitch and it's now very regularly more like 75 it had like a it had like a big explosion yeah, it's like 75 100 right now 124 but that's because you have shroud and ace you playing it right oh but, and yeah. also ninja but but one of the so so the, but the main 40, 000, so. so yeah the yeah. main reason why was just like in this month a lot of people uh, uh, there was there was some csgo streamers that kind of came over more eyes on it are, are usual on are on it than usual and you had uh, just just popular streamers coming back to it, but it's been crazy because it, it really has been from like a thirty five forty to to like I, I saw that yesterday too because I was I I, I was uh, listening to a I think hit scan or something like that I was talking about how much more buzz there is around Valorant like all the like social media wise it, it's getting more people are talking about it and the Twitch well, it view- also helps that like even like Pokemon and like Scar are like playing it regularly yeah. Like so, you, so you just still. have this big Twitch viewership that, that like skyrocketed to like that that a week ago was averaging 75. And then the last couple of nights I've seen like around 120 without a tournament or anything. Um, so it's like they well, are. In, in some of the, Sometimes like I still don't think that the viewing experience in tournaments is, is great. Uh, it's getting better, but it is challenging. And, and I do think that, you know, having players like Shroud around, they're going to pull more viewers for for a while yeah like like there's there also isn't a scene yeah like like there is a scene but it's not like like it's not like put together but but one thing that i think is really exciting about um valorant and this is something that i also want to talk about with league of legends is like right now like the the stories are in valorant like the the player stories are in valorant uh, and I feel like it's something that I, I've been desperately missing in League of Legends. Uh, you know, League of Legends was like really awesome to watch like back in the day because uh, all of the all of the players uh, when they weren't like competing, they were streaming. So you really got a feel for all of their personalities, and and you really cheered for the teams because you liked the players and. Nowadays, uh, the players are nonstop scrimming, so you don't really get the opportunity to like know what any of them are like, and you don't get to like get an affinity for like who they are outside of like interviews and stuff like that. It, it's almost like an issue of like League of Legends being too buttoned up right yeah. now. Yeah, that's scene. funny. That's funny to say. Where it's like you don't have like cutie pie like screaming and like. Uh, you know, just like the media, like the like Reggie yeah, pissing really everybody off. Guy, but yes, just his uh, usual, sh- like his usual shenanigans. And, but yeah, yes. and so it is like that. That part kind of like bums me out about League of Legends right now because I've been like watching it a bit, and they're like some of the orgs are really exciting. Like there are some interesting stories uh, with like uh, C9 and and with uh, Team Liquid and like Team like one of the players that Team Liquid. 
uh, dropped, you know, is then fighting them. And then like watching that unfold of being like, you know, was it a good thing that they dropped them? Like, interesting. Like, they so that stuff Tom is Brady, cool. And then he wins the Super Bowl. But so, so but, but yeah, I mean, that is the one part that currently is bumming me out about uh, the league competitive scene is I want to get the chance to know those players better. And I'm seeking it out too. Like I'm, I'm actively like, like trying to learn more about them but it's just like they don't stream or anything and like that's where i want to do that uh and and part of it also is uh the imports right like i i liked league more when all the players were american like just just because like i mean yeah james uh, no i I mean it made us a less competitive region right like it made us a less competitive region i i i totally agree with you yeah in a non-joking way it's 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 cooler to have like that that's reality and i i think some of the things happening in league are just the almost like growing pains of league becoming like fucking baseball or something like like we always laugh about the red bull baron and the the red bull baron buff and the bud light ace the bud light ace but but those are that that those were i I, if you would have told me that uh you know eight years ago uh when league was small and maybe even pre-lcs that there was going to be the bud light ace and the i would have thought like that's the coolest thing in the world. Like I, I, I unironically I love that. Think it's I unironically <laughs> love that so completely. Funny. It's, it's also like every single like ad break. There's just like a picture of Buffalo wing that says like LCS is better with wings. Buffalo wild wings is the official sports bar of the LCS. Yeah. So and it gets, that ad gets me. So that's, you know, like league is bigger than a couple P sports uh, and one and way bigger than P sports. If you just look at it as a, at a global scale, I would think it would be like next to soccer, given like yeah, the, and, the... And, and the advertising just works, right? Like I hear Red Bull Baron buff and I feel like if I get a Red Bull, I will get the Baron buff. And then after <laughs> no. I ace the enemy team, I think you're gonna get wanna, a Bud Light. I want to crack open a cold one because I can relax now. They're all dead. You know? Hell yes. Hell it yes. just works. Uh, so so yeah, I totally see like like some of that. It's a weird spot to be in, of course. And I know what you mean about how that that's such a that's a a, a great point that that with no one streaming because of how legitimate the sport is becoming that that you don't have if you're a pro player like your time is spent scrimming like why are you going to waste time in solo queue why would you do that when you when your team could be actually using that time to scrim other orgs and get better as a team rather than just like the, the old way it was where there wasn't even like they, they would set up scrims i know but i think that was a rarer thing and then during the day it was like they everyone solo queues you try and go for those big solo queue spots because that's how orgs used to pick people up is based on a lot of like your your solo queue performance and then uh, like t- teams would sometimes set up scrims at night. Um, yeah, you know one of the top streamers for League of Legends right now, Meteos. Oh yeah. So like he was a great he was a great person. They're still out there. They're they're doing their stuff, but yeah, I, I do miss I do miss that. Uh, I, I'm looking forward to like the Wendy's spicy nugget ignite, which is oh, yeah. where. The ignite is the last kills tick. them at the very end. Yeah. Why does that happen? That uh, happened to me like so many times in this weekend. I I did that to three people in the last game we played. Okay, in the last game we played, I twice killed the enemy Ash on the on the last tick. Exactly. Yeah. yeah I just, don't even know why that's a thing. So you just, so you could definitely you have the Wendy spicy nugget 
uh, ignite because of how often that happens. If anything, it would get frustrating. It's like you got to get so we got to have like a Popeye's spicy chicken sandwich ignite and a Wendy's spicy chicken nuggets. Like you can't. You can't I have to write down the name of that so that I remember that this episode is called the spicy nugget ignite. <laughs> <laughs> There's so much to talk about. Should we move away from? Oh my god. Oh geez. There's so many video games. Should we move uh, away from uh, from from League? Yeah, let's talk about the other big game that everyone's doing, which is the Valheim. Let's get that out of the way, too. Um, so Valheim, have, have you seen this one? Have you heard of this one? I kind of want to get on this. I, I have some questions, but, but just tell me, I, get so, me uh, primered. So the thing about Valheim is you might look at it and think that it's one of these survival games like Rust or like the Yes, forest, I do, but, in fact. But more so, it is like Terraria. Um, and so let me so let me talk to you about like the way this game works. So you start off, you know, you're riding this giant falcon, and it drops you in the middle of a forest. You punch trees to get wood. You pick stones up off the ground. You put them together. You get an axe. Use the axe to chop down more wood. You build a house. So you do all that, but you're also doing all of that. And as you're wandering around the world, you're finding like all of these runes that are like telling you the stories of the land and giving you hints on how to like proceed of being like the the gray dwarfs they are from the they're from the dirt and they will return to the dirt wow they are afraid of the torch bring bring the seeds of the gray dwarf to the elder and the elder will see you and it's like so you're reading all of this and you're like learning things and you're finding like these uh like these giant offerings uh, and you kind of have to solve how to find it. So you find the first one, and it's like this statue of like this massive deer. Uh, and then you read the runestone, and it says, slay his kin. So when you, essentially, as you're going through the game, and you're like proceeding, like you're building your house, you're hunting boars, you're hunting deer, and the deer are dropping trophies. So you bring like the trophies to the statue, and it summons like, this giant electric deer that is like firing lightning bolts at you and you kill it. And then you bring like that thing's sever head to, to this other altar. And then you get like a, a buff that you use uh, for the rest of uh, where you like, you like Dovahkiin scream into the air and then you get to run better. <laughs> uh, but it does have like the Terraria progression of like, you are playing and you're getting ready to kill like a boss. And then the boss is going to give you like an item that you need that will help you progress through the game. So you kill the the giant deer and it drops its antlers and you can fashion the antlers into your first pickaxe. So then you can get the copper and the tin. And uh, so it's so that is like the progression. And the other thing that's going on uh, in the background is that your character is always leveling up skills like RuneScape style. So, like, you have, like, a run skill and a jump skill and, like, a oh, sword skill. And if you find, like, a different type of weapon, like, they don't show you what all the skills are. They're not, like, like, you don't look at it and see, like, oh, there's a skill for knives. I guess I'm going to find a knife. They reveal them to you slowly as you find new things. So later on, when you get start getting more, like, exotic weaponry, like, you realize, like, oh, shit, this is a thing in the game. And now I have, like a stat for you it. You get exotics? I'm, well, you're get no, not like that, but what I mean is like you're getting more exotic weapon types. Like at the start of the game, it's pretty much like you get clubs and you get, uh, you know, 
like swords and or like axes and that's it. But later on, you get more interesting. Uh, and they actually do like a pretty good job of like leaning into different character character archetypes. Like there are reasons why you would want some people to be using like a bow and arrow, and you want like some people to be using like maces versus swords because like certain things are weak to maces or swords and you want like some people maybe you want like a pole arm so people are on like to like control crowds and like have knockback uh and the base building is actually pretty cool and and the thing that i've enjoyed about this so far is just like the communal aspect of building so like i always like i've just had a server running like 24 7 uh for the last week so people are just like in and out but everyone is always like just contributing to the one base so we've i don't know it's just been really exciting like building all this cool shit and they give you like really good reasons to like build different modes of transportation where it's like you're building carts to ferry like heavy items back and forth and you need to build boats to get across the ocean and one thing that i i actually think is super fascinating is the game does let you build portals for easy travel, but you can't bring metal through the portals. Uh, you can't bring like ore and bars through the portals. And and I think that that's such a good idea because it makes it so that uh, the other modes of transportation are not invalidated. Yeah. Like they have to exist. Like you have to get on a boat and you have to like take that terrifying trip across the ocean with like all of your goods and you can't just like walk it through the teleporter and get home. And and I think that that's really smart. Uh, so I'm digging it. This game uh, is in early access, but this is, I think, the most complete early access game I've ever played. Yeah, it really does sound like that to, to, to hear that it has some of these like greater progressions and these, these like not really narrative, but like a real flow. Like I, I really uh looked at this and thought that it was just that ru- that rust or arc it was it was just like you were gonna spawn and run around and punch until you get wood and make an axe and build a house and then the videos that people were gonna make were just gonna be look at this huge huge house i built i killed my yeah. friend and took his wood <laughs> i'm 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 very glad that it's more like the thing that got me excited is when someone said uh it is like a 3d terraria like that's what that's what was eye-opening for me. Right now, uh, so at the first like meeting site, it looks like there are uh, five bosses or something like that. And Kevin Klein said that like he heard that there was more stuff beyond that. So the other fun thing right now is just that like the not knowing. Right now we've killed like two bosses, but it's still like very exciting to just like uh, progress and like see what's new and like. Uh, Alex and Nate were like found like frost resistance potions so they were finally able to go into the mountain and they were like up there and like they found like new enemies and they were like freaking the fuck out because like the enemies in this game are actually like pretty scary the cost of death is that all of your items drop and you have to do a corpse run while you're like totally naked and don't have any gear to try to get your stuff back uh so it, it actually like is scary when it's like you're seeing something for the first time and you don't know what it's gonna do or if it can one shot you and like seeing something or like getting a new item and like when you find like a new item where it's like oh you found tin and then it just gives you a laundry list of like now you can make this this bar now you can make these nails now you can make this like 
this item stand, you can make like these greaves, like whatever. Like, like it's just cool to do that. Like it's cool to just like stumble across all this like weird new shit. So that's been exciting. Like the discovery of it has been cool. Yeah, that sounds like a really cool game. I do want to kind of check that out. But I, it's it's hard because there's there's so many games that I like, and then I also like Genshin at the same time, and that's kind of a similarly like like loaded up in open world and explore. Like I don't know how much time I would always have. Is there Genshin to explore? Like, are you actually going in there and, and seeing like parts of the world you haven't seen? Yeah, still wow. I still haven't uh, seen all of it. Uh, I've I've gone through it like pretty slow, and there's there's still uh, portions of it are pretty unexplored for me. But they're not as like I guess I guess like it's it's pretty cool exploring in uh, a, a world that is randomly generated when they do a good job of it because it's you are seeing it for the first time you are seeing something like that, that doesn't unless it's like uh a cut and paste kind of thing or there are certain things that have to spawn it's kind of cool just seeing uh different things that weren't um crafted by devs you know yeah um you've been playing neo too so have you and so is ryan galloway has like a hundred hours in neo too i know it's disgusting he loves neo too if only he were here to defend him i know he loves it so much he, like, exactly. they, a lot of people say they love something and we do this too you say like we'll say you know i really love this game and it's just something that that like then in in a month or two they're just like you love that game it's like yeah i love that game but do you love it but he loves it he he oh, actually yeah. really loves that game he's he he lusts it he yes like the, the you know the the oh if you love it so much you want to marry it he he would he really <laughs> he really would he would you can't threaten him with that like if you if you said you can only play valorant or neo he would uninstall valorant or if someone was just like you are gonna be you're gonna you are going to twilight zone style everyone is going to die and you are gonna be in a house that has a generator uh that will work until your death um and you will have neo he would probably be fine with that you know he would just as long as his glasses didn't break, he'd be fine with it. So Neo 2, uh, one of my favorite, one of my favorite video game tropes, like one of my favorite, like is uh, you kill a monster and you get the ability of the monster. Uh, that is one of the reasons why uh, I love those 3DS Castlevania games. It's it's the thing that got me really excited about Bloodstained Ritual of the Night, and one of the reasons why like I loved that game. That game was amazing. I, I that might have I think that was in my top three for 2019. Uh, and in Neo 2, they have that. They have you kill one of these demons, and every once in a while, it will drop a core, and then you get to equip the core, and the core has stats. Everything in Neo has stats. And then you get to transform into the monster and use an ability. Uh, but but let me tell you about Neo. Neo, about Neo. Neo is a Souls-like game uh that is way more it's like an arcade it's a video game looty it's like a very it's like a loot driven arcadey um souls like it is like super fast just like some sometimes to the like to absurdity where you're just like uh switching stances like slinging magic well you don't really sling magic, but you get what i'm saying like it's it is like you, so kind of sling you sling a little bit of magic i certainly sling a little bit of magic uh but it's good it is definitely like if if someone if I had to describe like the feeling of playing a video game, it's like Neo feels like playing a video game. Like it's it definitely is... the most video game video game. It's it's like the the most boiled down condensed video game. Like everything you're doing 
is getting you something. Whenever you're dealing damage with a weapon, you slowly get to do points on a million different tiny sphere grids for every type of weapon in the game. And then there's yeah, a one. There's, there's an, a fucking sphere grid. There's like 12 sphere grids in this game. Yeah, there's like 12 sphere grids. Um, not only that, but then they have like that, like just down to the point of like, they have the bizarre title system of way of it's a in-game reward system, an in-game sort of achievements system where it's actually very similar to uh borderland yeah. where it's like you do these things. And then like your level, like as you do things, like you kill 50, uh, little, little gackies or whatever they're called. You, you kill 50 gackies. And you get like a title like Gaki Hunter, and then it gives you like a point of prestige that you use to like get a little bit more gold every time you get gold. Yeah. But they're just feeding them to you nonstop. So every time that you look at the menu, you've done like 12 different things and you're like getting, you're just like putting 12 more points into the thing. Yeah, it's a pretty, it's a constant. It is. And it's like every time that you get a soul core, you come like, it gives you abilities and then you're like, like this one gives you extra luck and you combine it with this one that gives you extra luck. And then you get extra luck plus and you're just like, there's so much shit. It, it, there's too much loot. Like this is a, this is like a path of exile problem of like you kill an enemy and like they, they explode, explode. In and you don't want any of it. It's just like at the end of every mission, I'm literally like full sale, just like sell every Every single thing that I don't have equipped, just get rid of it. And maybe that changes later on when you start getting like, like there's like seven different rarities, like six different rarities, I think. And I've only seen like three of them. So like maybe once I start getting like legendaries or something, like the the drops will matter more. I, I, I bet there are like weapons like that do special, like, oh, well, this weapon does like with this ability, like it uh, shoots out like a chain whip. Like, I don't know. I don't even know what they have because there's so much shit in it already that it's like, ah. I think that would be like maybe it. too much to have. To, yeah, I don't know if they'll have a special rarity that really they changes. Have bonuses, or... right? They have like they have set bonuses, yeah. With unique abilities on those. Uh, this one is easier than the other one. This, this game is easier than Neo one. Uh, there are a couple of bosses that I've one shot. Uh, a lot, like I, I still do die. I die a lot. There's like this one enemy. There's like that, like flies up and like shoots like wind at you. The Tengu. Tengu. I found. I I was just saying that before. I found that the Tengu is. I beat him the first time I saw him as a boss. Um, but I've had difficulty with that. That in the open world. I I don't. I died to that one. Every time I see a new Tengu, it kills me. Yeah. Every time I run into a new one, I die too. Uh, but otherwise, like I'm digging it. Like. The world is more colorful and interesting than in the first game, like by by a lot. Um, the environment is like so good. The the the, the biggest problem in the first game was uh, enemy diversity, and I actually think that this one uh, feels pretty diverse and good. Uh, the enemies don't feel too samey. Like even the human enemies like have some variety to them, so it's good. Like I I, I honestly have nothing bad to say about neo i have i I have some things i mean like i so so i 
I think that overall, it, it's, something good to o- say. overall, it's a, it's a, it is a really good game. And uh, one of the things that that I was most excited for, just you know, that I that, I, that has been the most positive thing for me is that Neo, above all other Souls likes, um, really uh, focuses a lot on its combat, and its combat's amazing. Like it's so exciting to use. There's such a huge uh like bevy of weapons and they added even more of them i think that the new ones are split staff and is it uh switchblade switchblade um i don't remember if it actually or it's dual it might be dual hatchets i'm not even sure but there's a huge 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 list of tons of different weapons and even the basic one even just like a a a regular katana one-handed sword is really really fun yeah. to use in this and game. you're also like customizing your loadout like you're choosing which buttons are like do certain things and you're also like you can give like certain abilities like paralysis or poison and, and so those systems are pretty neat yeah so I, I i really do like a little overwhelming yeah a lot a lot of the game is overwhelming from the from the start because there's it is juggling it is just systems upon systems and i i both appreciate and was kind of frustrated with the intro to the game giving you like there's so many massive systems to to get your head around like until you explained what a burst counter was and and how literally ridiculously important it is to know which is like enemies will like flash red and you can like input a button command to do like a parry and if you hit before they they do the attack you'll cancel it and deal like a lot of damage to their their stamina but it's like it's so much it's there's like you explained before there's like the yokai abilities when you kill certain demons when you kill any demon they can drop uh a a sort of castlevania style ability like you said there's the there's an alternate form like an asura's what wrath kind of form where you just like uh rage out and uh you have like a different health bar and then there's like you said the burst counter uh and then you're not only do you have all those kind of things but magic ninjutsu and different every all these weapons and then they have three different every weapon has a high stance for slow powerful attacks a mid stance that is kind of a well-rounded in general defensive they say and then there's low which is like a hyper mobile stance with like low damage but a lot of quick hits so there's just so much to wrap your head around in the beginning but uh you know it all works really well i will say that like uh the there i have felt like there are some negative aspects to it first of all it doesn't run like phenomenally on my pc Mm -hmm. and it's and it doesn't uh it doesn't look great i guess it's if it were if it were up higher or my pc could run it better I don't know why. It's time for a new PC, buddy. It is time for a new PC, but it's it's been weird how it just didn't seem like it's optimized well. And I and I I thought that there were other problems with it. I know that despite how good your PC is, you were having difficulties running it at one twenty. Oh yeah, they 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 hot fixed that. Um, that was like uh, it took them like a week to do it, but they did hot fix uh, the issues related to that. Yeah, so it wasn't so. It's like for me, it's it's definitely not the best looking game. Uh, and I would feel, I do kind of feel like all of the complaints from Neo 1 weren't taken that seriously. And to some extent, it's it like the, in regards to en- enemy diversity, I kind of understand why the, the game definitely has a little bit more diversity, but it is like, no matter what level I'm on, like once a, a demon is like, like basically every time a new demon is introduced, I'm th- like, that's just another 
in the cast that I fight almost every, especially the major level. Like I find that, that all the main story quests are like, you're going to fight some of those snake ladies. You're going to fight, uh, the, the main yokai guy with the, that demon has a sword. You're going to fight Jindaloons in every single map. You're going to fight, uh, Tengus. They're going to be there. They're going to be along a, a narrow corridor in every, every map. Uh, so, so you, I do find that like you are fighting a lot of the same enemies and, it makes sense because they're 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 hard enemies so you get to the point of like of like really learning their kits to to like this crazy degree of like just waiting for the startup of animations and knowing exactly what animation it will be um and knowing exactly how to how to kill them and that's some of the game definitely wants you to do that they definitely wants you to like give these like even individual fights in a in on one of the levels just to be so difficult that it could kill you instantly so you're just just training to like be good at all these so so you're you're you know it makes sense that you're fighting all of them over again at least for level design i again like it's like a half step like it 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 looks better and there's some areas that i think are pretty good looking there's just like this underground cave that is that is pretty um interesting looking and now i'm in this kind of open forestier area but I do find that that uh, a lot of those levels just have some, at least some segment of burned village, which was like the thing that was I got sick of with Neo One was like how many areas were just burned village. Um, That's this- true. Uh, there are, but but I do think it's more than that. And I've definitely I've definitely played a couple of levels that are not burned village. The, it, it's been it's been crazy to 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 go to a level and. It starts out and it's a mine. Okay, this is this is a different look over here. And then you come out of the mine and it's a burned village. <laughs> like I've been, it's been, it's been it's been it's been like a yeah, crazy to be like. It, and that gonna... is part of the setting because it is happening during like this war and you're like the whole thing of like these abil- like the yokai are being like leveraged for their soul cores like because uh, of these warmongers and you're like chasing down these warmongers. Who are like destroying all these villages <laughs> so yes i mean i guess i guess i like sure but but it's just that that was like the thing that was like i don't want to see more of the burned village also it's it it's uh it's like if you play a first person shooter there has to be a middle eastern yeah no matter what yeah but those are always the best levels you know um it's it's also you know, like the burned village level it's also weird how this is just a preference thing but it's kind of making me wish that um, Neo took place in a contiguous open world. Like I would kind of love to like New to, York City. Like New York City, I would love to play uh, a game like Dark Souls Two again, where something where it, it it's so large and sprawling that we would go in different directions, and you would you know like Dark Souls Two is so big that you could really just even from the very beginning of the game, kind of take two major paths and every, and both those two major paths splintered off into another two paths. And then those splintered out and it was ex- exponential. Um, and I really liked that about Dark Souls and the world was also contiguous. So it was crazy to walk into a new area and not know anything. It's just, you know, here's a bunch of new enemies. I've never seen what these enemies attack like. Sometimes a lot of areas have their own little gimmick and stuff like that. So a lot of discovery comes along with it. Um, and Neo, I'm doing all the side quests, so maybe this is my fault. But it's a lot of like you you see the air, the main area of the store of the, the this this chapter, and it's it's a mine and, and then a burned village, and then you're gonna and then I play like <laughs> four other uh, uh, side sub quests that are like 
here's the burned village and here's one where you're going to go in the mine and you're going to go into the burned village and you've and like they reuse that a lot it's it's such a but it, sometimes it, it goes is through such it a backwards gamey. in fact yeah. like you go through it backwards a lot it's it is such a gamey it's such an insanely gamey game and like it, it's it knows it and like i i appreciate it it like it wears it on its sleeve um to just be like like at, at some point it i i think it doesn't even want you to feel atmospheric like a souls game it just wants you to to be playing diablo souls and just jumping into these missions and grinding getting uh loot drops big big ass perp drops and stuff like that i found i found the difficulty for me has been higher than anyone else i think that like i like i've heard you not have many problems or uh galloway you know was playing it before and then started playing it again so has had a lot of time to like even and like experience in the um but i felt like neo 2 really just from the first level uh was kind of saying like oh you played neo last week so you remember how this works and key pulse timing and and all this other stuff that you're you're not gonna struggle with at all so we're just gonna like drop you right into that here's a bull yeah, boss the, the thing about key pulse is everything yeah once like, you as you get further in, in. So it's just like if you dash that's a key pulse stands change key pulse like that's only when you get further in like like i, I was struggling a little bit in the beginning because i wasn't realizing how early i was i was key pulsing really quickly after the combo and it was that was getting me killed so much in the early game in like the, yeah. the early game because you have to you have to give it a second for for that to work it's like this active reload kind yeah. of um but i but yeah I, I've, I've had like i was having a lot of difficulty more so in the beginning like i thought that the there was this like there's this like snake boss that is kind of early on that I really just struggled with for a long time. And then I got up to the boss after that and I killed it in like two tries. Yeah. I so one it's, try, it's, I, I one shot that snake boss. So, so that's a weird not, But I did not one shot the boss after it. The lightning guy did not one shot him. Yeah, I, I had I had like no problem with that. I had like I beat that on the second try. So I found difficulty wise it to be a, a little all over the place. Um I still, that's just your journey man yeah i still feel like damage is also weird is like it uh and i i'm kind of annoyed at the amount of that elixirs heal um i would rather i i you want them to heal more or less more i mean i i really like like th this is all can, I, you can also is, increase the elixir effect it's on your skill tree <laughs> where oh well I'll, i'd have to i'd have to look at that i haven't seen yeah. it i don't know if i've gotten further down on that. i would imagine that's on samurai but i haven't ninjutsu, I, I think ninjutsu. Yeah. i haven't i haven't gotten far enough down nin, ninjutsu and i did i was kind of going hard into magic and not too hard into just start throwing broth at people i do throw shurikens at everyone but i throw that broth the broth is so good gal nut broth yeah i just i i really like the way that estus flask works i really like the way that it feels uh just this massive leap in progression like dark souls it, it makes me feel like the, because of its contiguous world because uh i like you you get a a shortcut and in that feels amazing because you get like an escus flash shard or you get i forget there's like there's one thing that in dark souls that will raise the amount of healing estus flask does and another one that raises the amount uh, of estus flask you have but uh, getting those things just feels like this major, like, addition to to yourself that, like, you're always going to be stronger now. Um, and it, it's, I, I feel like I'm missing that a little bit with Elixirs. I'm missing, like, uh, the, the the game has shortcuts. That, I think that's one of the more thing the things that has felt good to, like, 
to get to feel like I, I made some progress in this level. But then as I'm playing it, I'm, I'm feeling like I was actually getting punished a lot for taking the game in a slower Souls fashion and that I actually should just be like rushing enemies down. I should just be uh, like pulling an enemy over and then just rushing it down constantly. Um, and even bosses wise, I was just like getting in their face and, and rushing them down to the point where uh, I'm going through the levels a little bit quicker. Yeah, it's not, to... it's not so methodical. Yeah. It is like you get the hits you can, and then like you burst counter, you dodge the grabs. Like every, it, Blocking is so infrequent in Neo. It's like if you are at a state where you have to block, you'll probably die. Uh, yeah, it's interesting to hear your take on it. I, uh, I do. I, I, that's not to say that it's not a really great game. Like I think it is a really great game. I want to see um a more like a bigger a more of a step up like i think neo 2 in a lot of ways is is i mean neo neo as franchise is so video gamey and neo 2 is that video gamey like it's the it's just a uh half step up of it's like it's like it just added more of everything for the most part i want to i would love to see a next gen of neo like 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 do some some crazier things with that formula um maybe do add like some wilder uh items or um a contiguous world maybe for the first time and like submissions in it or something like that or do i don't know i think there's a lot of stuff to i do. don't know do you think they would do that though i don't do know if they like, would want to because like i think that like is, this is their formula that is their like, formula yeah. this is their differentiation is like that they don't have the open world but still having a good time i've been ha- i've been uh now recently i've just been trying i've been getting I, I cannot i haven't gotten a split staff i mean a um uh switch glaive in so long and that was like my in my initial start was switch switch glaive and dual hatchets and i found the hatchets to not actually be as fun as as i thought maybe they will be further down the the tree but uh like i i started using different things and i've been having a blast with other things like i actually using, like i got a really good tonfa got a really good fist weapon and that's what i've been it's all about that scaling, you know? I, I also like that I, I feel, like, good about the things that I'm scaling up. Like, I'm scaling some magic, I'm scaling constitution, and I'm scaling skill. And I feel like those stats give me, like, a lot of flexibility. Yeah, I guess in, a lot like, of the weapons... The weapon choices. A lot of the weapons scale with a couple different stats, so so I've just been putting points a little bit all over the place, and yeah. it's, it's made it so that I can kind of jump around a lot. You know what's crazy is that we're recording this podcast at midnight, and I actually have to go to bed. Okay. Uh, and we're going to have to do this in, in two parts. So thus far, uh, we've talked about over we've talked about BlizzCon. We talked about League of Legends and Riot. We talked about Valheim, and we talked about Neo 2. But a few more games coming up. Are you writing this down? For the, for the Yep. For, for the viewers. For the viewers at home. Uh, short break for us, long break. So we'll be right back, but also good night. Are you, is that you going to? We've already talked about Neo 2, Valheim, League of Legends, and we talked a little bit about BlizzCon. Uh, and this is the segment where you get to talk about Genshin Impact. Wow. I-, I wasn't expecting this, and now I've just been called upon. So Genshin Impact is 
uh, and it's 1.3. It's a beautiful, they're, like, I would recommend... It's a totally free-to-play game. It's a totally free-to-play game. In uh, it, you play as the Traveler, a mysterious right. warrior who has come to the land of... Tevat. To... Rustle up the jimmies. What wow, else? that sounds good. What else? Uh, so... So, what's it, going on in that game? Uh... I I would recommend people like look at the I love the trailer so much for 1.3 for like the Lantern Rite Festival. It's a uh, like a I Is guess that a like classic. Their, uh, lunar, their, that's like their Lunar New Year. I guess so. I think that but there is like a Lantern Festival. Um, I think I guess it must be there must be like a Chinese Lantern Festival where it's like you're releasing the uh, airborne or sometimes they're like lanterns on the water. But it's like it, the the trailer for it is just is, gorgeous. Is this like from the, uh, from Final Fantasy X? You mean? Was that in Final Fantasy X? In Final Fantasy X, remember they do the thing where they have like all of the spirits well the far of the i know the far plane all... part when they dance when when yuna dances on the water and yeah that's a crazy part so in that, that game because they they never call back to the fact that she dances on water during that one port part i guess there's magic and stuff i guess it wouldn't she's like a summoner be, of course be that know. crazy Not but that crazy but that's, there's nothing nothing else about her has to do with that it has to do with water she's a summoner she summons things she doesn't walk when else does anyone walk on water She's just able to do that. Like it's just it's, like it's non-pertinent. Otherwise, did you like? Do you want her to be like walking on top of the um, Blitzball court? I think the Blitzball uh, court isn't closed. Another weird thing about Final Fantasy X sense. is that that they everyone breathes underwater, and there's no they have explanation. A, don't they for have that. breathers? Like I remember them. I, I think no. I remember them having breathers. No, I don't think so. Because in the the Blitzball court is in water, and they just breathe underwater, and then everyone else just there's multiple long segments where. The characters are just swimming underwater um, for an extremely long time and don't need to breathe. Um, and they yeah, never... I guess you just do it. Um, so there's just, a lantern. I, right... I looked it up and nobody has any idea uh, how they. Oh, there, there is actually some people talking about why why it's we it's weird that it never gets called to that everyone has like gills or something in Final Fantasy X and they can all breathe underwater. Uh, I... But so tell me about Genshin. Impact. It's a lantern right festival. And uh, I, I've been so hot on Genshin, doing so many good things. Uh, they released like a new world boss and a new character who's pretty cool. What is a world boss? Like, what does that mean? Uh, you had fought one of them. Um, you had fought like I think one of the animo like the animo cube. Um, Those guys. That was a cool fight, actually. Yeah. So, so there's yeah. there's different there's a bunch of different world bosses, and just like anything else in Gacha, you're impressed with it the first time, and then there you're being asked to, to do that very commonly to farm for materials. But there's another Naturally. one of those, um, just just to destroy the wonder. But uh, the Lanternite Festival uh, is uh, a, a a like a a patch that is coming out of time where I'm so excited about Genshin. The 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 trailer for it is gorgeous. I was just really, just like, what is this? What is this about? Um, it's a, but it's a weird thing overall. Um, they they added a for for the Lanternite Festival. They added a tower defense mode that is kind of cool it's kind of weird you you kind of aren't using the character it's enemies come down lanes and you're building towers and the towers shoot an element and it's based off of like the different elemental reactions so you might want to have like a water tower that shoots uh, a water bubble and and you might want to put a cryo tower for like a frost tower um, to shoot a big ice beam and freeze everything and slow down the wave. So that's a kind of okay mode. It does take a very long time, and uh, they do ask you to do a lot of it. So like that kind of gets tedious, just like Emerson Gotcha's. But um, okay. but the, mainly the the kind of setup for it is good. The character that you see a lot in the trailer um, is this like ancient demigod 
that is like a warrior for one of the main kind of gods in and there's no way i can make any sense of this in short terms but one of the the thing that i like is just in short the uh the this character Shao uh doesn't want to visit the lantern right festival ever um because uh for humans it's like they actually are celebrating him and the other gods and the other like kind of demigods too but uh he like like be, they they celebrate it by like making all these wishes and sometimes making these big elaborate um lanterns that are shaped like gods that have like passed away and he doesn't want to go like to it because he like he sees like the humans kind of like doing this thing celebratory but he thinks of it as like it's 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 sad it's like melancholic to to think of like the old people that have died and that humans are thinking of this as like such a frivolous like fun kind of thing so i think that's kind of cool i, I to to to, okay. to to look at the like a imagine like a christmas celebration and sure some sort of god looking down like this is what you do to celebrate that like this so or, or easter you know you you had mentioned that this is uh genshin 1.3 yeah uh what are the most significant changes that have happened for genshin since it came out um, there's been there's been a fair amount of quality of life. Uh, they added a large region, a uh, a snowy mountain. I think that was like that was some of their absolute strongest content. That was the content that like I I am really was really really liking. There was a a huge interesting kind of quest line centered around this mountain. The mountain was like had this uh, freezing mechanic where if you were too far away from uh, lamps or uh, torches, then you'd start to get cold and um, take damage. So this very like hostile environment and they do a lot of cool stuff with that. And otherwise, like it was the most like vertical kind of area. Like the mountain is, is extremely okay. high up and then there's this huge center cave in it. And there's just like, it is like super dense with just stuff to do. And I really love the story that came along with it. So I think that was one of the strongest. And that, and that also is, I think, for anyone looking on the outside, the, the largest uh, addition to the game, just because it's this massive mountain uh, that has been added. And it's the first major addition of like a landmass. Um, okay. Uh, and then like a lot of different, a ton of different um, side quests, which I think is their strongest content. Like the, like where... Genshin is the strongest is most certainly not um, just like the repetitive nature of some of like the grinding, but the, uh, the the story beats like the narrative actually is is worth it. And it's like what makes me kind of stick through it. I do enjoy actually compared to any other gacha. I really do enjoy the minute to minute uh, uh, gameplay of of Genshin and but I, but really what makes me want to keep playing it is just how much i really like the characters and i really like the the different stories they've told and they've had a, like a ton of these side quests that are each like centered around a different character and that's they're just really well written and and voice acted but the overall i think so, the lantern lantern right festival is like it's pretty disappointing because the trailer is so good like the music is amazing and you get to see w one of the major towns leeway like all lit up with tons of lanterns floating in the sky and uh, and they're releasing a cool character and this new world boss but what it kind of boils down to it, it, which is weird because i've been talking a lot about how final fantasy 7 annoyed me and i i'm sure. sick of yeah. of games that make you do a quest that has like a just just the complete minimal writing you have to get back you have to 
find three cats. Please find three of the cats for me. And then you do, and then the end of the quest is, thank you, I, I was looking all over the place for these guys. Like, why, why would you make me do that in my free time? Why would you make me do something tedious and then have nothing narrative, like no payoff, no narrative, nothing? Um, and unfortunately, with how good these, you know, side quests in Genshin were, they were kind of spoiling me because it was like, this, these quests are so well-written. They're so interesting. They always have like a wrinkle. There's always something where you think they're going in a certain direction and they kind of wrap it up in a way that's like, wow, that's much more profound and interesting than I thought you would take that. Much like deeper and sometimes mm. like very sad. Um, so I imagine that you can get through most of the story content without actually having to pay for anything, right? Or do you, or is there like uh, stuff that's gated behind? No, there's nothing. Challenging quests. No, there's nothing that that requires. People have done all the content. Like there's people who have like the starting uh, four characters that they give you have completed all the the content. Those those are good enough. And then for as for like narratives, none of that comes into. Uh, none of that's gated off with money. The only thing that is gated off with money is the characters and some of like the legendary weapons which the legendary weapons aren't always like the best in slot and since there's no pvp it's not really something like worth thinking about uh so yeah uh i finished ori and oh, I, okay. I thought it was That's a interesting really good game i the I, first story the second one but uh the second one you didn't play the first the will one. of the wisps i didn't play the first one i've heard some things uh, listening to Giant Bomb, I heard some things that were like negative about the first Ori that it doesn't hold up quite as much. Um, I think this is a. I think the Will of the Wisp is such a good game, and uh, it this it does this very cool thing like that. Increasingly, they just the the the, the kind of uh, Metroidy abilities that they're giving you. I feel like uh, every time I was getting them, I increasingly thought like, wow, this will break the game just giving me that kind of thing is is like game breaking and mm. it just they just kept doing it like the way that the the momentum of the game speeds up so rapidly by the end i mean like your character's momentum and like the the uh, the environmental traversal just gets so insane by the end of it but um that was an amazing game i su i super recommend around 30 hours uh uh it it i been disappointed by a lot of metroidvanias over the last couple of years and this one is like which ones did you find uh disappointing like definitely hollow knight, hollow knight. i mean I, and i don't want to be disappointed by it but i just it's kept weird being... that you and i are constantly disappointed by the same games like that and like the witcher and like we're, we're just like we're drifting sometimes you know i know like, but i don't i, I, I don't, never know what i don't it... i don't get the the hollow knight the hollow knight thing makes no sense because just from the outside i want to like it i i think that uh that that you know just a quick look at it that it, it has a nice aesthetic and uh that it is that it is unique but that when i played it you know that i didn't feel like the aesthetic was going anywhere that it was like a lot of drab environments and like going into like the first environment is like okay it's basic but when we go to the next environment it's not that much of a uh palette like change and I, mm. I felt like the first, the initial like stuff that they're giving you is so boring. And and then combat wise, like Ori is, has like very crazy, fast, deep, like impactful combat. For, for me, I, I can't do the games with like boring combat, and I think that's what does me in on like uh, The Witcher and on uh, Hollow Knight. Yeah, Hollow Knight is, and, is and just it's... a basic like X like just like swing one. Like I don't even. Did you have yeah. a combo even, or do you just are you just it's just a swing like a. I forget I don't if there was remember. A... like a three hit combo or something. Yeah, anything I think like you that. You had like a three hit combo. Um, 
one of my i mean but but at the same time like i totally understand people like saying you know play the witcher for the story like it's it's not like valheim's combat is gonna like blow anyone away it's, it's mostly like uh it, it is very like parry based so it's like you know you're like you you don't have like combos in valheim it's like you have a main attack a secondary attack and you have like a parry and a dodge but i was playing that last night huh i was playing that last night oh you were playing valheim yep was it uh what I, did you think uh it it i i like its aesthetic a lot i like that lo-fi look to it and i i like that it it has more of a clear um direction than a lot of other of those games it's not i i i I, you were explaining it and it was cool to see it in action that it's not just that simple like you go and punch a tree until you get wood and then you're kind of meant to figure out what you want to do from there um i like that it's that it's more like you got you you must summon like a big boss and there's going to be like kind of a uh progression in the game but i didn't want to i found I, i found some items today that i'm pretty excited about um but ori the combat's good it's so good it's really good they do a lot of cool stuff it's a lot of that things where it's like you're getting metroidvania abilities that that do one thing in combat and do another thing for the traversal so that's very uh well designed and give me a little update what like uh sorry like a little uh sampling like a little example of that i think one of the coolest things was like a parry that uh that uh, that like one the, the the first part of the game that i was just like this is is pretty excellent and and it, it starts to 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 really take off from there is you get this ability bash um and when a enemy or an ability is near you, you can just like jump you can like bounce off it you can like it completely stops time um and you get a you get you get an arrow to point in which direction you want to go and then the okay. and then the projectile or the enemy goes in the opposite direction so you can start doing things where you're very rarely like on the ground, like enemies can shoot at you and you can uh, bounce off of it and then fling the projectile back at them. And then for traversal, it gets to be a lot of stuff where there's a really high ledge and you can't get uh, up it and there's an enemy on top and he shoots. So you jump up, parry the projectile and like leap onto the top of the ledge Um, or just like environmental stuff. Like, like there's a beam that's being shot and you can just parry off of it. Uh, to get to like get to far away ledges they just they go insane i like some of it uh beyond that beyond the 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 bash i feel like i wouldn't want to talk about because you it is so cool like in a lot of in a lot of cases i would immediately i would get the ability and then i would think like but where why would you want like where would this work or like why would i i need to use this and then just after encountering like the first or so puzzle that kind of uses it i it would just like blow my mind thinking back on like oh my god my i can go to so many new areas i didn't realize that what this how this ability was was really working okay cool are you playing um, persona i'm playing a i'm playing a bunch of stuff but yeah i am playing persona uh five strikers, strikers. yeah what I is decided... so what is this game tell me what this dang game is so Persona 5 Strikers originally released in Japan as Persona 5 Scramble. Which is a better name. Scramble. Uh, it's been out for a while, but it just came to the West and it released on Steam, on PlayStation, and on Switch, actually. Which is, so the bizarre thing right out the gate is that this is a direct sequel to Persona 5. It immediately follows the events of Persona 5. 
So if you haven't played Persona 5, it, it, it would be kind of weird to jump into this and like not be caught up. Uh, more strange is the fact that uh, this Dude. game is coming out on systems that Persona 5 didn't, right? Persona 5 yeah, that's mad weird. only came out on PlayStation 4. Does it call and... back a lot to the story? Yes. Yes, it does. Okay, so it you won't... It is a direct sequel. Okay. Like, that is, like, totally following it, like, is referencing the things that happen all the time. Like, so it's weird because, like, they're putting this game out on multiple platforms, but also, it like, if you were to play Persona 5 Strikers first, I don't think that it would per se... I haven't ran into anything where, like, you would play this and it would spoil the end. Okay, so um, then that's kind of what I'm asking. It wouldn't spoil the ending, but it does call back to, like... Uh, I mean, it, it makes call back to, like, the individual players' palaces and, like... Uh, be, because, I don't know, I, I I don't want to talk about the end to Persona 5, but, as, but there is always a bombastic conclusion to a Japanese RPG. It's all... It's something where, else that you didn't think that it was. Every JRPG starts and ends this. It starts in a sewer. It and does, then yeah. at the end of the game, you're killing God. Like every yeah. JRPG is that. The thing that bothers so, me the most about, and it's like what makes me, like I, I was actually playing Persona 5 last night. I was trying to get back into it. And because it's it's a, my white whale that I've always chased. And uh, it's, it's, it's a little frustrating because I, I was thinking about that. I was thinking, is there... I'm 60 hours in. I want to keep playing it because I love the the, the the writing. I love the the music. I love the aesthetic. I love all that. What's keeping but, you back? But what? Just just thinking like how that. First of all, there's still a fair. There's another like 40 or so hours where um I I know what's happening. Like I'm still a couple. The, I, I'm there was so much added in Royale that I'm 60 hours in, but I'm in like the Futaba uh dungeon okay and okay got it so it's so that you there, there's okay. more and there's like another you can mainline it pretty hard right because in royal they give you like I, I don't know if you have like the extra personas or whatever that are just like insanely strong that like you could whip those out and, and fast track the game until you got to new stuff I, I, I haven't been able to see those i haven't had those but um uh i like and also the dungeons are really long. The dungeons actually they added a substantial amount. So the dungeons are even longer. There's a lot more events and there's a lot more different things to do and there's a lot more narrative segments like the these these different things you go yeah. through like whole if other places. If it's added. a quest to the end then I, then that then I could see that being But I don't want to uh, rush tasking. it either. Like I don't want to yeah, just exactly. sit there and rush it and make it make it um uh, uh feel shitty. But 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 then there is the but then I, what I was saying was that, that that like it's it's hard to think about what the payoff will be when when like I never I play Persona for the day to day and the characters and then I'm kind of usually let down in a lot of cases because four had this very like four is this very uh, murder mystery like who done it story and they they present to you a character that would make sense a lot being and like that kind of feels good but then they do that whole japanese kind of uh thing that they love to do it, it the old the old switcheroo it's not the uh since they've been doing it they've they've they, they've done in final fantasy it's not the enemy or this character that you've built up it's this greater thing yeah You're just like you said you have to just kill like a god and it's 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 weird because 
it takes a lot of the uh that that payoff uh out when it's like oh this is okay this i didn't even know this character or this thing and you've never called back to yeah like so i don't know why i don't have like you like in in persona 5 like i know the character that you that you hate and everything about this character that that you hate and that they're constant force for evil and they kind of they they were the impetus for this entire the all the events yes and yet mm-hmm. I know that it's going to be like, oh, that guy was being controlled by this greater uh, god demon that is that controls all beings, and now you must destroy it. Yeah, and then it's just like this monster with like 18 cocks that like uses them Hell to like, yeah. fly around the city and has like all these tentacles. Dick Cherry. Uh, so Persona 5 Strikers, uh, this is, if I had to compare it to another game, I mean, sort of like Kingdom Hearts combat style, but more complicated. I don't know. That's what I've heard other people say. I don't know. That, uh, that could make Kingdom sense. I got, what is, what is one, Kingdom Hearts? One thing, uh, well, it's an action RPG kind of thing, but... Uh, so, and, and let me give you, so let me give you the story setup for this too. Um, because I like the story, and the story is already propelling me forward, where there is like this super... like. This extremely popular, like, superstar who essentially, like, people are acting weird and doing all these an things. An idol? We're like, or... yes, she is an idol. And uh, essentially, like, there's this moment where, like, she is on a talk show. And all of a sudden, the, like, host just, like, gets on his hands and knees and is, like, begging her, like, please, I'll do anything for you. Just, like, make me your slave or whatever, like, yada, yada. Oh, damn, I'm into this. So, continue. like, it, it turns out, and this is, like, very early, not not a spoiler, that she is aware of the cognitive world. And she is aware that, like, she can take people's desires, and when she has them... Uh, she can essentially control them and they will do whatever she wants. I don't know yet if like she is aware of like her powers or like exactly how the cognitive world works. Only that like she knows that if somebody like adds her on like this game's equivalent of like Snapchat or whatever, like if you add her on Snapchat, then you will go to her cognitive world and she will like steal your desires and imprison you. So immediately, like, one of the things that happened is, like, she gave Joker her friend code or whatever, like, her, her, like, whatever, so that they would become friends. And then, like, it obviously it doesn't take because, you know, Joker has powers in the cognitive world. So you run into her later, and, and she essentially, like, tries to make you submit, but it doesn't work. And, like, that's sort of where I am, where it's, like, she doesn't really understand what's going on, and, like... What the thing is, like, there are people who are, like, suspicious of the Phantom Thieves because of things that happen in the mainline story. But, like, the story alone is, like, a driving force of, like, I I hate this person. Like, I hate this character that they've created, and I want to, like, beat them. And, like, that is the impetus. But the actual gameplay is this is not a JRPG. Uh, It is an action game made by the team that makes... Uh, Dynasty Warriors, or more importantly, they make Hyrule Warriors. Um, and, and the thing that I've loved about the Hyrule Warriors that's carrying over here is that every character is more than a set of combos where they all kind of have something interesting going on. Uh, so one of the characters that you get pretty early is this character named Sophia, and she attacks with, like, yo-yos. And the way that it works is... Whenever she does a yo-yo attack, they light up. And if you uh, hit the button at the right time, you'll get a buff. So as you're going through combos, 
and as long as you're like timing everything correctly, you're like getting these different strings of buffs that like are all powering up our attacks. But it's like the thing that's making that kind of complicated is just that this game has like so many enemies and they're all casting like spells at you. Oh, oh no. So you're like trying to like avoid all of the enemies while still keeping your buffs up. Is it me- so? I don't know. The way you say that, it almost sounds messy. Like some some games ha- always have to put in a thing where the enemies kind of wait. For- if multiple enemies are attacking at once, they like take turns, right? Like th- so they. So like you are fighting like these persona enemies, right? Yes. So you're and they have like spells that they cast. And before an enemy casts a spell, it telegraphs and says like this enemy is about to cast uh, ag agi or whatever it is, and yeah, then it fire. will make. So it'll make a circle on the ground and be like, this enemy is going to cast Agi. So there'll be, if there's three of them, then three circles will appear on the ground and be like, they're going to cast Agi in these three areas. And you have a dodge and like, so you have access to those tools, but you're also like trying to figure out like where you can weave in combos or like one thing that you also have access to outside of just like your combos is you can always freeze time uh, to do a move that will cost you SP. So you could be like, okay, this these enemies are going to cast Agi, but what I can do instead is I can cast Bufa, and <laughs> I can I can hit them all, and they'll get knocked down, and then I can do an all-out attack. Because enemies, like uh, Persona 5, all have like their affinities, so if you hit them with a weakness, you knock them down. And if you have an enemy knocked down, you can use an all-out attack on them that will hit all of the enemies around them in an area. Uh, some enemies are stronger and they'll have like multiple shields. So you'll have to like whittle down their weaknesses. Um, and it, obviously if you're using SP, that gets very challenging. Uh, this is a game where it's not just about like SP management. It's it's really about like your SP is kind of a last resort where you really need to make something happen. But instead what you're doing is you're trying to work uh, with your character's special abilities that have... Uh, weaknesses built into them. So if you're playing as Panther, one of her special abilities will empower her whip with fire. So she'll be really, you know, useful to take care of that. Or if you're playing as Noir, she can create a psychic hurricane uh, with one of her moves. Uh, The special ability of Joker, as you might imagine, is that he can carry all of the personas that you can run into. And all of those personas have their own moves that are in combos. So, like, every time Joker does, like, light, light, heavy, it'll always use the Persona's signature move. So he'll always have access to, like, uh, you know, like a lightning move or, like, a large slash or whatever, because you carry a bunch of Personas. So there still is that thing of, like, I'm collecting Personas and I'm fusing them together and I'm using them to exploit an enemy's weakness. I'm trying to use Joker to cover the weaknesses that my party can't deal with otherwise. But I'm also trying to use all of my different characters enough that they're like all leveling up. Uh, So, you know, like this is a persona action, but it is more involved than like a typical Dynasty Warriors game. Also interesting is that you're not just like out in an open Dynasty Warriors world where it's like packed with enemies. Instead, it is more the Persona 5 situation of like, you're in this open area, there are enemies like walking around, and you are trying to creep around them and ambush them. Uh, and then once, and if you ambush them, then you can start with an all out attack. Uh, 
Uh, but if they ambush you, then like uh, you're starting off the battle dazed and it's upping the security in the palace. Uh, so that is very different from what you would expect out of a typical like Muso Dynasty Warriors game, right? I mean, it doesn't uh, sound so, very Muso-y. I don't think you you are are you fighting like Muso-y. massive like like I I think that the it, hearing the Kingdom Hearts I guess is apt because the times that I've looked at it it's just, it's that weird in between. It's not necessarily a Devil May Cry character action, but it's not a Dynasty Warriors. It's not Hyrule Warriors like uh just just huge uh waves it's not of hundreds enemies. of enemies yeah it's um, not it is are you going through like a dungeon like you're you going are. through but but it's like a more open dungeon it's called like a palace well, no it's not a palace yeah, well, it's a jail sorry it's a jail they they changed the uh the lexicon because the idea of it is that these uh these um the people who are getting like their desires taken out of them are like imprisoned here so what you're actually doing, and this is a great way of repurposing assets, by the way, at least in the first area, is the first jail is a shadow version of the city. So you're going through like some areas that you might be familiar with, but you're like as as like Joker and you're like jumping around from building to building, but like you're seeing some of the same streets uh, that you would walk down in the daytime. One of the things I haven't um, heard very much is like, what do you do? Persona always has the the day to day. You're chilling with people. You're going to do like little mini games. You're studying for your tests, and then at night you do the combat. Are you doing that? Like, are you are you meeting characters to chill? Yeah. So that is a good question. So I haven't really encountered that, but there is not like the time situation where it's like you have X amount of days to do this. Uh, I do think that this one is a little bit more linear in terms of the way that like relationships and narratives play out like you're not doing uh social links or anything like that you have like a a skill tree called bonds where like as you like interact with your different party members and like run into things you're getting like points on like this skill tree where you're like leveling up and and doing things with that um but during and, and also worth noting is you can actually leave the jail at checkpoints and then go back into it so you can like leave the jail get items and then go back in um i i'm not so far i'm still tackling the first jail and i don't know what happens between the jails but what i understand so far is that like this is a game that takes place over a summer break so there is no school and originally you're meeting up with your with like the phantom thieves to go on like a road trip so based on what I've heard, like you are road tripping across Japan in order to break these jails like of, of this idol and all of these differences, as I understand it. So it is more linear. I don't think you're really like social linking, but there is stuff that will happen outside of those where you're like progressing the story. I don't know if there's like mini games or anything. I guess it's hard to say because one thing that I don't know... Uh, how much time you'll spend in this dungeon, uh, this jail, before you go to a completely different uh, jail that's different, like, aesthetics and everything like that. But in the other Persona games, um, the game is extremely linear before they open it up, so I don't know if maybe there's a chance that that um, the game starts, but but you're saying that there's not, like, that, that morning, day, night no. cycle, uh, so... Because there's not, you're not like on a timer in this. You because you can come and go from the jail as you please, uh, which means that you can just like. Uh, but you what know, do you do? Like, you go to you sleep. Don't have to, 
Huh? You go to sleep? No, so the jail has like entry and exit point uh, where you can just sort of enter it with like the app or whatever. Um, and then you just go back to your hideout and you can dip back into the jail when you're ready to go back in. Oh my god. So, so you can not, like leave, you can buy items and then go back in. Oh, you're, oh, you're just leaving and buying items. Yeah, or like, yeah, going around the city. But so far, I haven't found anything else to do other than like, this game is very much about like, 